Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Our elected officials. And some of them are clowns. Some of them are fucking clowns. Voting is not a silver bullet. It's not a magic bullet. We will overcome that every single time. We are all suffering under an oppressive capitalist system. I talk about organizing from a place of love. Welcome. You are tuned into Monuments to Me, brought to you by Revolt. This is a safe space for honest and relevant conversations intended to recharge Black women and fuel Black girl magic. We're your hosts, Akila Friend and Dawn Montgomery, and each week we'll be addressing a range of topics from self-care, entrepreneurship, to politics and relationships. Join us as we explore and bask in the joys of Black womanhood. So we are back. Welcome back to Monuments to Me, a Revolt podcast. And I think this is going to be one of those shows and episodes where you guys are probably going to reference this more than once. (laughs) And that's going to be like a really great thing because of our guests. We have the amazing, the just overall like I am woman. Insay Ufat, how are you, my oh, love? I'm so wonderful. Hi, Dawn. Hi, <laughs> Boo. Welcome. We're finally Welcome. having this conversation. Yes, yes. The last time I saw you, I was with the Atlanta Voice. We sat down for a conversation, and that conversation went viral in so many different <laughs> ways just because, like, everything that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like it came up in the news and in what you were doing at yeah, that time. Girl, no, what she be talking about? Like, well, that too. <laughs> but at the same time, like, for you to be as connected as you are and as educated as you are in politics and how you've moved around, you're a change agent. And so, for those people who don't know who you are or what your resume is stacked up to be, like, give them a preview of that. Yeah. So, I'm Ense Ufat, born in Nigeria, raised in Southwest Atlanta. I'm an Atlanta public school graduate. I'm very proud of that. And I'm from Atlanta, not Metro Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Inside the perimeter. Right. Like I, just, in I the feel city. like it's important. <laughs> Shout out to Amaretta. But long story short, after a career, you know, as a lawyer, uh, as a union organizer, a very, very good friend of mine, um, her name is Lauren Grill Wargo. She and her wife were visiting me. I was living in Canada at the time. We were riding bicycles through the city, eating ice cream, enjoying the city. And she asked me if I had heard of a state legislator named Stacey. No, 
first thing, she asked me if I was coming home for Christmas. Okay. And I was okay. like, mm. That was the bait. Yeah. That was the bait. Like, yeah. are you coming home for the holidays? You coming home for the holidays? We might need to right. link you up with somebody. And I was like, uh, you met Mama Ufad. You know I'm coming home for the holidays. <laughs> like, that's not even a thing. And then she was like, yes, well, there's a state legislator that I would like for you to meet. And mm. then I was like, mm, no new friends. <laughs> I'm so when glad I come you home, didn't. I, you know, when you go away, you come home, I'm trying to do stupid things with my friends from high school. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm trying to make bad decisions with my ex. <laughs> <laughs> and like eat way too much of my mom's cooking mm-hmm. and so the idea of like leaving work behind to come home to Atlanta to be Atlanta and say and meet with the state legislator just wasn't exciting and she was like listen you guys should just have brunch fast forward New Year's Day 2014 I have brunch with Stacy on New Year's Day she sort of lays out her vision for basically how to register a million people of color to vote in Georgia and in my mind you know having grown up in Georgia having been deeply invested in like change and politics and organizing I was like oh she She's out of her mind. She's out of her mind. And anybody that has ever seen or heard Stacey Abrams speak, a lot of times it's like, what does she think about when she's not thinking about changing things, right? right, right. Like, And so to me, like her, her mind, her brain itself right. is just amazing. And, and talk so, about thorough. Uh, thorough? Like, because I, you know, me, I'm, I'm, I'm a strategist. So mm-hmm. I'm, all, these are all of the reasons why mm-hmm. we can't raise a million. We can't raise the money that we need to register a million black people to vote, mm-hmm. uh, given the sort of the longstanding leaders between the civil rights institutions and the Southern Democrats, mm-hmm. right? Plus the National Democrats and the fact that they don't believe in the South, right. like all of that. Like there's so many things that are stacked up against you. Mm-hmm. And to her credit, like every single critique that I had, she had mm-hmm. already thought about it, That's had already amazing. multiple That's solutions, amazing. right? Like black women. Two, I was getting ready to point that out. Two black women sitting there. One is like, I'm going to tell you what's really going on. The other one is a dreamer. She's like, literally like, no, I feel like this can happen. And then the two of you link up instead of like looking at each other because you know this in this space when people get intimidated by someone being smarter than them in certain things. And it's like, no, you came to me or I'm at the table with you. So let's work together. That's amazing that y'all were able to do that. I mean, her light shines so bright and you're right there are some people who would be are blinded by that mm. and then there are some people who are moths oh. right and are driven to that are attracted to that and I certainly was like her a mind to a flame burned by the fire burned by the fire <laughs> um, I mean just you know brilliant accountable mm-hmm. right responsive mm-hmm. like here's the thing because I work so closely in politics, because I work so closely in policy and thinking about how to bring about change, mm-hmm. you know, the closer you are to people, you get to see the real them. So right. I've never been impressed right, 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 right. by people who want to run for office. Like, it just doesn't impress me at all. And getting up close to work with Stacey up close, she's the real deal. Real She's, deal. She is real the real deal, deal yes. um, which is also why they met. Right, right, right. Big time. So I'm, I'm glad that you went there. And I know, like, we're highlighting some of the things that you've done. I just kind of want to talk about the importance of voting because still that, that conversation 
is not something that we should always just like, oh, we'll talk about it when there's a big election. Like, no, the elections in between really, really matter. And the more and more we get closer to bigger elections, it's like people get left behind or people are like, oh, well, what about the black men? Because remember, the last news cycle was all about, well, Stacey's not connecting with black men. Okay, really? You know, talk about the importance of voting and then talk about what we should be working on getting prepared for the presidential election in 2024. Okay. So voting is a tool. Mm -hmm. If I am going to keep it like a foul Mm -hmm. with you, Mm -hmm. I actually don't really care about voting in and of itself, voting for voting's sake. What I do care about is the fact that the minimum wage in Georgia is $5.15 an hour. Still. Still. Mm -hmm. That it's below the federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. And that's still low. Right. Mm -hmm. What I care about is that the black maternal mortality rate in Georgia rivals that of developing nations, that there are 159 counties in Georgia and less than half of them have an OBGYN. Mm. All of Georgia's counties don't even have doctors. Right. Mm. And like we just had half one out of the two level one trauma centers in Atlanta hospitals closed. Like I have to drive like 75 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes now to go to a doctor. So those are the things that I care about. And the people who make decisions about the things that impact my life. Yes. Yes. Are elected officials. Right. And some of them are clowns. Yes. Some of them are fucking clowns. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so, When I think about having the ability to hire and fire people who can go to Washington, Mm D.C. or who can go down to Atlanta, to the state capitol Mm -hmm. and do the people's work. Like you need to show up and do that. I show up and do control that. that. Absolutely. Yeah. First of all, I don't want other people making decisions for me. Number Mm -hmm. one. Number two, voting is not a silver bullet. It's not a magic bullet. It is literally one of the things that you can do to bring about the change that you seek, right? Mm -hmm. That I know that there are things that you care about for yourself, for your family, for your community. I know that there are things that you cannot stand to see continuing to happen, Mm -hmm. right? And what if I told you that there was actually something that you could do about it? That right there. That right there. It's all in the vote. (laughs) If you just want to complain, like, 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 if that's what you want to do, then that's fine. We can get these TikToks off, right? but, But it's like... No, it really disturbs me when people say elections don't matter, when people say, well, I voted last time and I didn't see any change or what have you. You do know that that's a process. Right. It takes time. Right. And so for you all to do the things that you all did, right. you know, your previous organization and working with Stacy, you all did the unthinkable. Like the unthinkable in the, in a southern state, mm-hmm. in Georgia, of all places. Yeah. And black women did that. Mm, yes. Like, if we're going to be honest, black women did that, you 100%. know, and I was amazed in, you know, some of the my previous work in media, you know, watching the organization do the things that they were doing and how they had to battle so many things in order to just exist. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. 
It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And I feel like that's how we are as black women. Hence why we will overcome that every single time because we, we know what our bottom lines are. We know what we need to do. We know what we need, we're trying to accomplish. And no matter what you throw at us, we're going to do that. Like, talk about those challenges, like, just briefly, like, like summarize how all of those challenges in the midst of everybody that y'all had to face, right. that y'all got through that. I mean, think about it, right? So... In 2014, at the time, there were 1.2 million Mm. eligible Georgians, people of color, black folks, Latinos, and unmarried white women who were eligible to vote and completely unregistered. Mm. And at the time, the successful Republican was beating the losing Democrat Mm -hmm. by an average of about two to three hundred thousand votes every single cycle. Right. So I'm talking about, you know, George Bush beating uh, John Kerry an average of 250,000 votes. We're talking about, uh, or, you know, uh, 400,000 votes. And then Obama closed that gap. And so the gap felt insurmountable, right? People felt like it felt like Georgia was just a red state. Mm -hmm. The Republicans took it for granted because this Georgia is our state. The Democrats took it for granted because they're like, Mm -hmm. there's it's, you know, 400,000 votes. How do you overcome that gap? And there were leaders regular folks in the state legislature there were folks like Stacy who were looking at the data and it was like okay yeah so Jason Carter might have lost uh, to David Perdue by 200,000 votes but it's literally a million black people that need to be registered right right, right? right, right. five times what is necessary to swing any election in right, Georgia right. so and the math is mathing the math has been <laughs> mathing <laughs> like, right. like it's there now, so don't tell me that is not doable mm-hmm. right don't tell me that it's right there now the question is how do you raise a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. right over a decade mm-hmm. in order to make that your reality right mm-hmm. um, how do you get people to invest in black women's vision yeah, and black women's leadership yes. um, because what we're talking about is so Georgia is going to be the first state in the deep South with a white minority. Mm-hmm. And I feel you've heard me talk about yes. this before. Mm-hmm. And so by like 2025, white people are going to be the minority in Georgia. Like that's literally two years from now. <laughs> it's literally like two, two years, years from now. now. Hence why right. we're dealing with the things that we're dealing with. Absolutely. And even on this show, we talked in previous episodes about how the issues that you brought up, breaking some of that down, literally there's somebody in some Southern state, whether it's a governor or a legislator who is really trying to take away our rights. Like if, if, if we're looking at minorities Florida. as a whole, they Texas. really do not want black people to make it there or to get there. And then that then brings up the question of, OK, this is how you guys have gone and gotten through the challenges. Mm-hmm. But what about that group? Where consistently in the state of Georgia, the past two cycles, in my opinion, especially running, you know, for the governor's election, that Latino vote and that Asian vote scares me because it's like in general, they're borderline like they're creeping up and they're more and more voting for Republicans, per se. And they're aligning themselves that way. So how do we as 
I don't hate to put this on black women because you know I don't like doing that. Yeah. But it's more so like because we are getting in these leadership positions, right. how do we position ourselves to talk to the other minority groups and say, please come over here? Or right. not even like say it like that because I'm being dramatic. Yeah, but know, it's more no, so no, like no, no, no. come to the table with us because you all have to realize they don't give a damn about you. Well, so what you need to know is that when you solve with black women's for black women's issues, mm-hmm. right, that their identities in this country, but in general, sit at the intersection, like at the, their racial identity plus their gender identity, right? That if you solve for the things that are priorities and that ail black women, mm-hmm. it literally is the rising tide that lifts all boats. Mm-hmm. And so if something is good for black women, it is going to be yes. good for black men. Yes. If it's good yes. for black women, it's going to be good for Latinas, right? Yes. If it's good for black women, it's going to be good for your Indian auntie, right? Mm-hmm. So that's number one as, that. as we are thinking about moving into leadership roles. Like how do we solve for the issues of the folks that are most impacted? Yes. That if you pe- the people who are, at, are closest to the pain, mm-hmm. right, closest to the issue, that if you solve for that, Everybody wins, right? Number one, except for oppressors, but you know, whatever. Um, I think number two, the thing that we need to understand, and this is kind of where New Georgia Project sauce is and sort of where my um, expertise lies, is that there's low-key no such thing as a voter of color. And to be completely honest with you, there's no such thing as an Asian American voter, right? Because when I disaggregate the numbers and break things out, my Indian auntie is voting completely different than our Chinese uncle, Mm. right? And so they occupy completely different ends of the ideological Mm. spectrum. And so, yes, they're both technically Asian American voters, but to message them, to develop campaigns that speak to them, to run candidates that speak to their priorities, Mm. you have to break that out, right? Yeah, yeah, I understand. And so I think that black women know that and understand that. I would even go as far as to say that the reason that our campaigns were super successful and that we're going to continue to win in the future is that we don't even look at black voters as a monolith, right? Okay, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. I work with a team of dope researchers who, you know, will tell you that we have the woke millennial, right? And woke Gen Z and that thinking about politics and elections and campaigns and priorities, that there's a particular way that you message to them. You have the colorblind conservative, right? Who is African-American or black and they don't believe that race is a barrier to success or any opportunities that they've had in this country. Both of them African-American and low-key, both of them are Democratic voters, but they are motivated by completely different different things, things, right? right? And so again, where my sauce is and where I think the future of successful campaigns are going, particularly with respect to black voters, is understanding that there are profiles at, within black America. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm an immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm the child of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about African and Caribbean immigrants, Afro-Latinos, like mm-hmm. black voters deserve the sort of the specificity, the drilling down mm-hmm. that the dominant culture white voters get. Um, and so we know what podcasts they listen to, what magazines they read, mm-hmm. whether or not you have a gun license, right? And that helps. And all of that matters. And all of it matters, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because, again, we're thinking about the world that we want to live in. And so it's not, I don't, 
care about you because I care about city council, right? Mm-hmm. I care because city council makes decisions about how federal tax dollars are being spent between city council mayors and governors and the way that they fumbled these bags that have come down from the federal yeah, government yeah, in the yeah. middle of the pandemic. You know, cities having to return millions, tens of millions of dollars because they didn't get pandemic relief out to people. You mean to tell me that my tax dollars because we're paying these taxes, mm-hmm. have come back to me to help my community from the federal government, mm-hmm. who y'all say don't do anything. Yeah, right. I definitely <laughs> have my critiques of yes. the administration, but like you say they don't do anything. They moved money quickly, swiftly to get to people, to get to municipal leaders, to get to Brian Kemp. Mm-hmm. Right. So to provide relief for housing, for hospitals, because we're in the middle of a pandemic and they fumbled these bags right. because of their ideological opposition and because they want us to suffer. I feel like they should be fired because of that. And I don't take disrespect kindly. Mm-hmm. I don't vote because, again, I just like getting up on the first Tuesday after mm-hmm. the first Monday in November right, right, to right. go stand in a long line. It's because I love myself. That part. And speaking of loving (laughs) yourself, so that's a great transition because I love the work that you have done and you you continue to do because I don't think you're going to be far removed from that as you move on. So I would like to give you your flowers right now on the show just because I think people have to see more black women like really telling them thank you. Like, because you have been so amazing. You have consistently, and even in the growth or the healing that you may be going through personally, especially when you have been under attack. And I have literally had to, you know, I've had to reach out to you, be like, girl, are you okay? And I meant that, you know, it wasn't from a place of like being nosy because I knew something was coming out, you know, that was supposed to be a quote unquote expose of the organization or certain things were being said about you as, you know, you were being pushed out of the organization I genuinely wanted to know if Inse herself was okay and to see you still continue to move the way that you're moving smile the way that you're smiling shine and glow the way that you're glowing regardless of these niggas you know what I'm saying (laughs) I am proud of you and I just want you to hear that and feel that in real time because we don't get that we rarely get people that will pay attention to us to give us something like that and not understand how that really is is chicken soup to our soul, really. Like, like it's really something that'll feed us. So in loving yourself at this point in time, what does that look like for insight? Because going through all of that is traumatic. Yeah. And I would be like, man... Forget these people in the state of Georgia because y'all ain't finna have me out here. Like, you, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. People would be jaded. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And sweetie, you are out here like a diamond that came under pressure. And it's shining, you know, forget K Jewelers. Like you are out here, like, I don't know what 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 is it? Um, Jacob Jewelers or something? <laughs> like something. Yeah. Like you are shining. What does loving yourself look like now? Yeah, I mean, it looks like being okay with uh, who I am. Oh, right? I love that. That 
when in the most quiet moments, right, when I'm having sort of deep thoughts about what I want out of life, what I want for myself, what I want out of my relationships, having the courage to admit those things to myself and having the courage to like, seek those things and admit that to other people right that that part of admitting is hard absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. And saying it out loud absolutely. for us as black women that's very right. very hard like i deserve nice things or talk to me nice right <laughs> like, <you need laughs> don't play with her talk to don't me play nice, with her right? <laughs> um i think that what i have experienced and i think that what a lot of black women leaders are experiencing in this moment you know I, i'm doing some writing right now about how black women have essentially are started to become the villain in a lot of a other lot people's, of narratives, people's narratives right yes. and so when you think about like baby boy it's Black women are not like flaunting their money in your face. Mm -hmm. We are all suffering under an oppressive capitalist system that mm -hmm. is very hostile yeah. to us, right? And some people are figuring out how to navigate an extraordinarily hostile system in defense of themselves and their family. And you could get on the team, my nigga. Right. Right? And, 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 and be, and then, and and be a part of it. And like, we can talk about nation building. But here's the thing. What you want is someone to oppress... Uh, right. And what we are talking about, right, is a world where we can all thrive. Right. Yes. A world where our race, our gender, yes. our class are not barriers to yes. living a good life. Yes. You know what I'm and saying? Everyone deserves that. Right. But the person who needs it more in this world is a black woman. Come on. Because we have to fight tooth and nail. Right. And then there's this thing of that's a great segue into my next thing of like respectability. We are. We have been seeing this more recently with in sports, and I know by the time probably this episode comes out, it might have been maxed out the conversation. But like, just respectability in general. Like, you've got white, mediocre white men like that are out here calling young black women who are champions mm. have reached the top, elite, have done the thing. Come on, Angela Bassett did the thing. You know, <laughs> like. Angel Reese did the thing. Angel Reese did the thing. And it's like, we're supposed to be okay with that? No. You know? So in the midst of, like, loving yourself, because that was one of the themes of, like, that LSU team and mm -hmm. South Carolina team where yeah. these young women are really fully coming into their own. Mm -hmm. And for most of us, it hits us in this generation. Like, mm -hmm. when, when we get this age, Absolutely. you know, it's it's hitting more young women earlier. About, so, so how do you I'm feel Af about that? Um, I'm African, right? Mm -hmm. I grew up as the only girl, right? Oh, wow. A family full of boys. Super conservative religious family, right? Small C conservative. So the idea that you are, you know, proud of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. That you're bold or that like, well, somebody will tell you that you're beautiful. And you'd be like, I know. Right, like that. That women are young girls are discouraged mm -hmm. from uh, sort of standing and stepping into their full power, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about the way Flage, uh Johnson yes. and, and Angel Reese like speak to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, so boldly, like so boldly, and so, so loudly, and so loud. Like you are good. At yes. what you do, you worked hard. Yes. Why not do uh, your dance on these and toes? And talk your shit. <laughs> talk your shit. 
<laughs> like, and it's okay because the thing, you know, when we talk about respectability, that can be applied in politics too. Absolutely. It can be applied in all industries, all careers. And I would it's say so, especially in politics. Right. It's so frustrating because that was one of the things that most people were trying to do with Stacey. 100%. They were trying to humble her or they were trying to tell her like, no, she's doing too much or we don't know enough about her life. Why do you need to know every aspect of her life if she is leading you in a direction that you should be going in? And the truth is you do know what her life is, right? Because her life is about building But see, power. they don't think that we can do that. Like, mm. it's like, it's like, oh no, she's putting on just to get into office because and do that's the things. that's what they do. Yeah. Right? Call it thing The purity. When you come up, up against that raw uncut, mm-hmm. like, it invites the comparison, mm-hmm. right? You feel mm-hmm. some kind of way. You feel convicted because mm-hmm. you've never seen it done like that. Right. Because when somebody is actually authentic when they're actually telling you like I'm gonna fight for you right right? and I'm gonna tell you how to fight for yourself and if we fight together we can actually win but do y'all want to win or do you just want to be in charge right right? you want to win or you just want to be on stage you want to win or you just want to have your six button Steve Harvey suit Steve Harvey don't even wear those suits no more right you know what I'm saying and he's fly now (laughs) you know (laughs) and so like inviting the comparison seeing black women mm-hmm. operate with a spirit of excellence right right committed to doing good work yes. committed to being good to themselves yes. right and bringing people in for folks who are enemies of progress mm-hmm. for folks who are motivated for self mm-hmm. like it's offensive right it's very offensive, it's offensive. and so, that's why you mad right and, that, and that's why you know i made a tweet more recently where i made the comment of like we're I see it through social media. I've seen it probably over the last decade, probably longer than that, if we're going to be honest. But for me, my presence on social media might be like 13, 14 years per se. Okay. So I'm going to say over the last decade. But I've watched how we are literally since the last president was in office. We are literally actively in an actual civil war. Oh. And people are not paying attention to that. It's not North versus South. It's South versus South, very, very much so, or South versus everybody, honestly, because the way that it has turned completely about race. Now, mind you, I know the premise of the Civil War, how it got started, and it had a lot to do with slavery, had a lot to do with race then. But no, like, they're out for us. Like, and so in hearing how you're loving yourself beyond beyond the challenges. Let me go ahead and stop you there. Okay, go ahead. It's not organic. It's not organic. So you already knew where I was going. <laughs> she already knew where I was going. Okay. Like there was no need for me to complete. Go ahead. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> no, no, no. You're okay. You You're okay. This is how you know we we know each other. Okay, people. <laughs> I, this is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and listen, you don't have to believe us, right? Like, period. Like we just two baddies with a mic, right? Read, read the Mueller report, right? <laughs> yes. but from the FBI mm-hmm. that black voters and black online users, online citizens, were the number one targets Mm -hmm. for disinformation and misinformation campaigns right and it's so funny because when we would be monitoring like all of this shit just like flooding the information wells it was so bad and you start like we used to joke like is it the the Russians or the Republicans Mm -hmm. right and now we know that it's both yeah right and that 
people globally, enemies and friends of the United States, know the value and the importance specifically of young black Americans, right? right? That they drive culture, right? What's cool, what's topical, etc. They drive change. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that these manufactured gender wars that are happening online between black men and black women, again, not organic at all. That there are bad actors who are seeding these Mm -hmm. conversations. And yes, are people taking it and running with it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Are vulnerable people taking it and running with it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Are people who are experiencing hardship and isolation right are they taking it and running with it absolutely and which is also why i talk about organizing from a place of love Ah, and leading with love right and bringing people in that it's it's connection yeah. that helps us neutralize yeah. that yeah. right um and, and everybody so, wants a connection 100 percent. and so there are literally like server farms there are trolls there are bots and there are people that are literally just doing digital blackface pretending to be black people online following the conversations on black twitter following mm-hmm. the conversations on black tiktok and again seeding um and peppering uh, these conversations and poisoning the information wells. And when you think about the fact that like Gen Z gets 90% of their information about elections and government and what's happening from Mm -hmm. online, Mm -hmm. right? You can see how a bad actor coming in is going to have an impact on what people believe is Mm -hmm. true, Uh et cetera. And so digital media literacy becomes super important. The things that my mom is vulnerable to online because, you know, she was born in the 60s yeah, yeah. is different from what my nephew you know what I'm saying who was born in 2015 right mm-hmm. um, and how he's getting it and how he's, he's usually probably if he's playing video games they're they're targeting kids that way 100% or TikTok right that part yeah right? and so again just thinking about how we maintain connection mm-hmm. that when we talk to each other mm-hmm. when we see about each other mm-hmm. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So the way I train my organizers is that you have twice as many ears as you do mouths. Mm. And so people will tell you what they care about. They'll tell you what they value. They'll tell you what their hopes are, their dreams are, their ambitions, their fears. And so you should be listening twice as much as you're talking. And if you're trying to establish connection, you want to figure out the way forward. Listen. And I feel like that's advice, yes, for organizers and people that are actively running campaigns, but also for folks who are trying to maintain connection, establish connection in real life. I think it's really valuable. Yeah. And I think a lot of times most for especially for black women, people don't really listen to us. Like, Mm -hmm. right. Like when we first come out and we're speaking about things or we're saying this happened to me and people like, no, no, it didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, look at the respectability issues and things that we've seen, you know, with Megan Thee Stallion and, you know, all of the other things that we have seen through entertainment and sports and politics, like it's all the same thing. And it's very frustrating because if no one's listening to us, then what? I mean, I blame Rock Nation personally. <laughs> okay, shout out to Meg the Stallion. Um, but you're absolutely right. Again, black women have in a lot of ways become the villain. And, and the hypothesis that I'm putting out in the thing that I'm, the secret thing that I'm working on. Okay. Um, is that 
part of it is because we are not susceptible to misinformation and disinformation. Oh, in absolutely the same way. not. So <laughs> back in 2015 and 2016, when we really started to see the Russian bots and trolls like start to try to have an impact on the elections, the people that were calling them out online were black women, black women. Yeah. right? And being like, y'all seeing this? Like, yeah, like and we literally. were talking to each other, yes. etc. And so, you know, when the narrative of Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump being the same were proliferating, I mean, and it started to take a hold with young black people online, the people who were kind of immune to it were black women. Right. And so my thing is, if all of the smartest AI and technology and between your troll farms and your bots are working on every segment of the population, but black women, how do you take them down? Like, how do you neutralize them, right? Like, you go on the attack. Yeah, yeah. And then they start coming for our rights, for all of the things. So with with all of that being said, like, in say for you personally, I know, you know, we've we've talked about this too because we both out here trying to date and do whatever. So I hate to, I hate to to to, to take this vehicle and kind of move it into another lane. But like, I mean, it's a part of life. But but it's a part of life, and it's one thing that I want to point out that it's very hard for those of us who are like change agents, um, very impactful people who have this public profile and all of that. I know my profile is not as big as yours, but ma'am, but it is certainly flyer. But the thing is, but the thing is, is it's like people don't know how hard it. It is to date. Yeah. And the very first thing that people will genuinely tell you when they meet you and they feel your energy or they talk to you in like it could be five five minutes. You shouldn't be single. Like, why are you single? You must be crazy. You must be all of the things. And I have to look at people and be like, do you not realize that there are stupid people in this world? Like, <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. Right. Also, like, so talk about that experience for you. And, and like, because I feel like we don't hear that right. from people who are in the movement space right. because a lot of them don't talk about their personal lives. They right. want to be known for their work. Right. And beyond the work, you have to take care of you. And right. in taking care of you, you have to have certain relationships or situationships or something taking care of you because. Yeah. How are you getting this energy out? Yeah. I mean, you know, caffeine is helpful. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there's a roster of people oh, that uh, care about me. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, and I'm not, first of all, I know what y'all, okay. Uh, I know what people think when yeah. I hear, when I say roster, right. but I mean that I have a village. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Of folks I love who that. like love me, pour into me, look out for me, et cetera. Um, but, you know, Okay. This is what I will say. One, that oftentimes, first of all, hug a community organizer. Like, yes. if you run up on somebody, because uh, this work is challenging and it's lonely and, you know, fighting for us, it requires energy, yes. it requires time, mm-hmm. and people you know, sometimes don't want to fight in their personal lives and in their relationships. And so I think where I am and what I have navigated over my career has been, well, one, like, I'm dope. And I know it. And I want to, like, meet dope people and have dope experiences. And... So why can't I want the same things in a partner that I have myself that I bring to the table? I think that's one. I think two is I really, really do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that uh, I don't have time to date. Right. Like I will absolutely prioritize other parts of my life. But um, you don't 
build a multi-million dollar civil rights and voting rights and racial justice organization. Hundred million, hundred, a hundred million. Let's let's point that number out because that's huge. Yeah, go ahead, I mean, go ahead continue. Um, to do this kind of work mm-hmm. lightly, like it takes time and energy, and so I would like to, you know. People to have their own thing going on. That Maybe part, have that some part, hobbies. That like, part. what do you care about? What, yeah. what will you go to the mat for? What will you go to the floor? I'm passionate, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm passionate in all of the areas and I in need my you life. To be passionate about what you've got going. One hundred percent. It doesn't have to be my thing, that right? Part. I don't need actually, and to be completely honest, I low key prefer it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. don't civil rights talk me to death. Yeah, like, no, I don't want to talk about that with <laughs> right? you generally. Like, I want to know. I want to know where you are and where you stand. Of course, that's going to be important. Of course, but beyond that, like, I don't want that to be a consistent theme or conversation between the two of us. Absolutely, because baby, if you bring up any type of civil rights and we doing foreplay, <laughs> we doing all this extra shit, I'm gonna be like, like, can you please get up and go? Can you not? <laughs> can you not? <laughs> um, please and. Thank Thank you. Right, right. I was like, so what's funny is I think as I have gotten more mature, Mm -hmm. I've been... So I'm the person that I'll let you t- like lie to me, like run that game, boy. Like, go ahead. <laughs> give me your story. I want to hear it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Word. Right. I recognize that I don't really have time for that anymore. Oh wow. It used to be fun, right? right, right, right. right? I mean, and part of it was because I felt like I was protecting myself. Like, okay. If you see the game, you peep the game, yeah. right? Like, I can pick and choose when when I want to play. But like you said, you listen you- because for a lot of us, we talk first. I know I'm a talker. So if somebody asks me something, I will go in. Mm-hmm. And then I have to realize, like, the more and more that I've tried today or, you know, have different experiences, I've had to shut up. Yeah. And when I shut up and I started listening, I was like, oh, girl, he done already told you, yeah. like, what this is. You got to look and listen, Ugh. right? Yeah. Look and listen. I think that um, the other thing is even, like— even with my work, but also in relationships, I feel like a lot of times people adopt the vocabulary, like the way that people have adopted the vocabulary of therapy, and like in personal relationships, mm-hmm. the way that people have adopted the, the vocabulary of like movement, like online, but they don't really be about that life. They don't be about, don't be about that black all. woman life, right? right? But you will hashtag black girl magic and all of that. Meanwhile, undermining us in our leadership yeah. in all the kind of ways. Mm-hmm. And so I say that to say that one, being... Like, honoring myself, valuing myself, and valuing my time. So, it's a hack. But, like, if you tell me that you heard the facts of the Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion situation, but you still have questions. <laughs> That's, it's, it's a no. It's, it's a, a no for me, We're dog. not going out again. It's right? a no for me, dog. And so, I save myself <laughs> a lot of time. And so, just, again, connecting with myself, what's really important to me, what's with, really with my values, and then having the courage to make decisions based off of that. Like, you not finna sit here and try to explain to me Tory Lane's side <laughs> of how he shot this bitch in the foot. Absolutely right. get out of my face. Right, 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 right. And so being still and quiet enough to listen to myself, being honest with myself about what it is that I want, what I will fight for, what I will mm-hmm. put up with, and then having the courage to like not only establish boundaries, but then like enforce them, defend them. You can have boundaries all you want, but if you let people ragtop all over them, right. then does it matter that you does have it, boundaries? Right. No. And I think that's important for black women to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, especially for our age group, I would say, if they're not married, right. they're willing to settle for anything mm-hmm. and allow those boundaries to be ragtopped on. <laughs> and it's like, sis, what did you think right. when you did get the ring and move forward? You know, because I've, I've got 
you know, some friends now who most of them, if we're going to be honest, during the pandemic, I started seeing people getting divorced. And then now it's more of a thing where they're like, okay, well, I didn't see the red flags. And then as I'm listening to them talk about their situations, because I'm generally the person that people will talk to and I'll listen before I speak. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, girl, red flag. You know, I jump in. I say red flag. You you like you had a boundary there. He he was he's been crossing that since y'all were dating. Red flag, and it's and I think that what you're pointing out is is knowing yourself first and foremost, so that you know what you want to deal with. Because we don't have to settle for this shit. Just like in our jobs, just like in our careers overall, just like in anything that we do. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We shouldn't have to settle and we shouldn't have to allow people to talk to us any kind of way or to right. do the things. Because honestly, what you're bringing up is, is it's important to have certain conversations with people that you're trying to figure out whether or not you want to like or hell, honestly want to even, you know, have sex with. Because I'm telling you, I can't have sex with no dummy. I can't do it. Like I, mean, I, I don't. I don't care how good you look. Like baby, you know. Honestly, I wouldn't even ask about your credit score. Honestly, I because. But but <laughs> I'm like, bruh. If you're talking to me and this conversation is not going forward, it is sitting in Atlanta traffic on two eighty fucking five at four o'clock. I do not want this because you can't do anything for me. Now, the credit we can probably build, we can talk about, but you ain't touching my shit. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? But see, you know that about yourself, yes. right? And so, again, it's one thing to establish the boundary, and then it's another thing to enforce it. Ah. Because people are going to come all day, every day, yeah. and try to cross them, yeah. right? You have to be the person that helps mm-hmm. enforce them. And this goes back to, to what I said a couple of episodes ago. So, if you haven't been here, you got to go back a couple of episodes where I would consistently ask somebody, who sent you? Because... Mm. <laughs> Whether if it's God, I can honestly, I, you know how you can feel mm-hmm. if somebody, okay, you're meant to be around me right now, or this is a season, or this could be a chapter. I can genuinely tell that now, right. and it's like it's so scary because I'm like, God, how come I couldn't have this when I was younger? But I'm also showing myself grace because that's another thing that Black women don't do. We don't really show ourselves grace and really sit in that. And be proud of ourselves for overcoming the things that we've gone through. So politically, professionally, personally, like the fact that you are still going, you are still deciding to choose, you're still deciding to do, you're still, and it's because of you that says a whole lot about who you are as a black woman. I love that. It's not on me. It's in me. Ah, come on, we right? like, I mean, bars. You don't register 700,000 people of color mm-hmm. in a place like Georgia at it's such a time as this, right? If you aren't super clear about who you are, mm. about whose you are, Who's? about why you are here, right? Mm. Like I was, I'm, I was on a mission. I know right? that's right. And so, like, you can get with it or get lost. Like, <laughs> fuck with it or fuck off. Hey, right? you but, it. but like I'm on assignment mm-hmm. and again that clarity is mm-hmm. really uncomfortable for some people oh my god who, the people who operate in the gray and I get that and mm-hmm. like shout out to you but there's a plan here there's a vision that we have for ourselves and we're gonna go fight for it right, so right. like again fuck with it or fuck off right right yeah. so to close out our session like I want to ask you a question 
And I want you to take a minute to think about it. More than likely, you probably won't need a minute to think about it, knowing you. And I love that about you. But if you could say what your dream for black women would be. I think that my like highest dream for black women, peace doesn't feel accurate. I think it's just the idea that we should, I don't even want to say not be punished. I think that we should be celebrated for being God's on earth. Right, like it's not that I don't want to be punished. It's, uh-huh. it's beyond that. I uh-huh. want to be celebrated and be acknowledged, um, loved, embraced, mm-hmm. held uh, mm-hmm. for being the highest expression of God's love for humanity, um, and being a walking reminder that love is a renewable resource and that God is love, and that like I know that. When people look at us and be like, damn, they still here. Like, how? how? Like, still here, glowing. still strong. Like, still glowing? Like, don't do me. <laughs> right? Like, how? Right? Mm-hmm. And, and instead of, again, trying to destroy it because you don't understand it, mm-hmm. just, like, acknowledge it and accept it as an example and proof of God's love. I love that. I would like for people to leave black women alone. I love that. And just, again, <laughs> uh, just understand and be grateful mm-hmm. that there are constant reminders that God mm-hmm. loves us all. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much because, in general, we be minding our own business. Listen. And when we see something that we want to change, I talk about this often on the show, where we create the communities, we create the villages, we're at the head of the table generally. And I know black men tend to feel some type of way about that. But if you really look at even going back to civil rights time, even the black women who were hidden, they made some shit happen for Come these on. men. Come on. And you wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for black women. So, yes, at this point in time where Death we are bitch. in movement space, give us the praise give us the space give us the ability and the and honestly give us the resources because we're gonna find the resources regardless of whether we've got to create it ourselves or not but give us the things or leave us alone or how about you not punish us for being resourceful because i Uh, would argue that because you make a dollar out of 15 cents mm -hmm. people feel like they can only give us 15 cents Ah. right and i'm like no you could have just gave me the dollar right Right. and i could have made that dollar give me two dollars how about that or i could have made that dollar 85 dollars right right because you saw me make a dollar out of 15 cents give me ten dollars and i can grow that for you right right? but instead they're like ah well she made it work with 15 cents let's see what she can do with 10 like absolutely (laughs) not you Uh know so and to be clear like again there are definitely times where I want to be like you know my man my man my man right or Mm -hmm. my babies my babies my babies Mm -hmm. like that's a part of our experience too and Mm -hmm. like we should be allowed to sit in that enjoy Mm -hmm. that uh, enjoy what comes from that right Um, that we just want to have full lives we want to fuck up full lives like I'm just saying Angel Reese wants to have her lace front laid Mm -hmm. right give you these double doubles with full lashes (laughs) full lashes right and then make the perfect tiktok right as soon as the game is over like why can't she be all of those things and then you know get back to class right get back to class and thrive like 
I love your reply and I love that you took the time for that because I knew it was going to be epic. <laughs> and I want to say thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I think this was like an elevation of our last conversation. <laughs> I think For so. Sure. I mean, you in a you got a cow. Like, girl, this, the butter soft level. Don't you see this? Right. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It's, on, like, it's amazing. The breakfast chairs. Back you know in the what day. I'm talking about? <laughs> right. It was like, let me make something out of this. Like, period. I got this woman coming up in here and I need her to know we are pushing this messaging forward. And you it. delivered, just like you have delivered today and i hope that our listeners really understand that this is for you this is for your sisters this is for honestly the men in your life that may need to hear another side of you know why it matters to be an active part or person in society today and making sure that even beyond that that them as men, and I'm saying this like this incorrectly, them as men should be able to know how to stand up for us and provide that space. And then, too, to all of our black women, I want to make sure that we are showing up and sh- providing space for each other, holding space for each other. If you can't do that, leave leave, leave, the, leave your sister alone. But overall, thank you for listening. I hope that you get so much out of this, and I cannot wait for this to go out into the world because I'm so proud of you. Go ahead, go ahead. 2024 is going to be epic. Yes. Epic. So, like, later, but so yeah, yeah, but but kind of like tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at <laughs> the Nse Ufot, T-H-E-N-S-E-U-F-O-T. Um, I'm on Twitter, just at Nse Ufot, N-S-E-U-F-O-T, um, or NseUfot.com. Yes, I love that. And then you all know you can listen to this podcast on any platform that is hosting podcasts. Um, And make sure you're following us at Monuments to Me on Instagram. And I am your co-host here with Insight Ufad. And we are checking out. Thank you for tuning in to Monuments to Me. Thank you to Revolt for allowing us this safe space to have these important conversations. If you like what you heard today, then subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend about your new favorite podcast. Head over to Revolt.com to stay connected to all things Monuments to Me. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.